0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Thursday, February 25th. Uh, I hope wherever you are, this finds you well. And um, celebrating Lent, if I can use those words, and they may seem a little oxymoronic, but celebrating Lent, journeying through Lent well. Um, Okay, so we are going to jump back to the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew's Gospel today with our reading. Uh, yesterday, If you remember, we went to Luke. Uh, well, today we're going to go back to Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 to 12, uh, in a very beautiful uh, passage in Scripture. So let's break that open together. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks the door will be opened. Which one of you would hand his son a stone when he asks for a loaf of bread, or a snake when he asked for a fish? If you then, who are wicked, know how to give good gifts to your children, How much more will your heavenly Father give good things to those who ask him? Do to others whatever you would have them do to you. This is the law and the prophets. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, this is such. Remember yesterday's gospel? It was a, it was a tough one. It was one of those ones where Jesus was giving them the dickens. No sign shall be given you except the sign of Jonah. This is a wicked or an evil generation. He called them an evil generation. I mean, we get the the yin to to yesterday's yang today um, in uh, in the in the gospel because it's so beautiful and so uplifting. Now, yes, Jesus calls a spade a spade. Yesterday. He said, "This is an evil generation," uh, and and they couldn't have been too kind, uh, you know, kindly to to receiving those words from him. Well, even today, he says, "If you then who are wicked," uh, and those are strong words. Those are words I I, I tend to uh, stay away from. Um, but uh, but again, again, Jesus is comparing us when compared to God. I guess those are those are words that are that have truth ring, ring from them. Um, but beyond that, I mean, today is such a consoling gospel because it talks about God's desire to give us what we want. And, and I guess the, the pondering for, for me anyway today, and I invite you to do today, is what, my friends, is that image of God that we have? Now, if you're like me, it's probably not just one. There's probably competing images uh, of God. And one of those that Jesus is trying to do away with is that image of God that is one that we fear. And I don't know if that is something, my friends, innate to us as humans. I mean, we, we know that. The most commonly used phrase in Scripture is be not afraid. Do not be afraid. Jesus, and and when angels come, and and always the first thing out of the mouth, when Gabriel came to Mary, uh, you know, do not be afraid. Uh, And and Jesus says it time and time again. Do not be afraid. I, I think we're afraid of who we are. But I think we're afraid of who God is. Whenever God and humanity, you know, they they look back and think, man, when when God enters into our frail humanity, uh, bad things happen. You know, cities get turned uh, into pillars of salt. People do, and and cities get destroyed by fire, and and you know, flooding happens over the world, and uh, and you know, um, earthquakes and and firestorms and and. You know, strong winds rend mountains and things like this. That it's like, wow, I, this is somebody I, I I need to treat with kid gloves and I need to keep at a distance. I mean, those are fearful images of God. Now it shows the all-powerful nature of who God is, which of course is true. But those are fearful images. But but remember, Paul. Uh, uses this phrase, which I've said many times, and I love it, that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. Let me say that again. Jesus is the image of the invisible God. And if Paul is right, heck, don't even don't even look at Paul. If Jesus is right, when he says to to, you know, Philip, you know, Philip, God love him. Show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Isn't that John's gospel, you know, at the Last Supper discourse? Show us the Father, and that will be uh, enough of us. And you can just see Jesus slapping his forehead and say, Philip, have I been with you all this time, and you did not know. The Father and I are one. If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. If that is true, brothers and sisters, truly, if that is true, can't we exhale? Can't we say, God is for us and not against us? And doesn't this scripture help us in that healing our image of God, healing that part of us that still fears God? That look at what it says. Listen, Jesus says to his disciples, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened for everyone who asks, receives. And the one who seeks finds and the one who knocks, the door will be opened. But this is the image I love so much. Which one of you would hand his son a stone when he asked for a loaf of bread or a snake when he asked for a fish? If you then, who are lesser than God, I'll even take that wicked part out of there. You who are far less good than God. If you then know how to give good gifts to your children, to those sons or daughters who ask for a loaf of bread or fish, if you know how to do it, how much more will your heavenly Father, who is so much better than we are, how much better will your heavenly Father give good things to those who ask him? Brothers and sisters, remember we are made in God's image and likeness, which means that spirit of love, of generosity, of goodness, of desire to do well and, and to, to, to create relationships and bond and, and bless and serve those. If all those are how we are created and, and we desire to do that, well, we are created in the image of the one who is infinitely more, ineffably more than we are. And that that's who God is, my friends if we desire to do good for those we love, and God is, as 1 John says, God is love, then does he not desire to do those things for us? That God is on our side. Now, he's not a teddy bear. He is not a vending machine that we can go up and say, okay, then I want, you know, um, a higher-paying job. Or I want the sun to always shine on me. Or I, I want, uh, you know, suffering to, to be far from my household. Or I want, I want, I want. But, but the key to that is I, because I'm still at the center of that. Assuming, my friends, more and more, if indeed we are made in the image and likeness of God, we are only at one when the very mind of God, the very heart of God, is is flowing within us as well. And then what we ask for are the things God desires, not the things we desire, because those separate us, because then it's about I, not thou, and not we but the more I put on Christ, the more I put on that spirit of God in, in who indwells within me, the more I, I, I remember who I am at my core, which is a beloved child of God, and that spirit resides within me, the more I place that cloak upon me and on my thoughts and attitudes and desires and hopes for the future and visions for now, the more my desires are actually God's desires. And then it is indeed true that what I ask for is given and what I seek I find and knock and doors are opened. Because my will and God's are one and the same. I think this does invite us to be men and women of persistence. Remember we are co-creators with God. God will not do things on this earth without working through us that marvelous incarnation we celebrated December 25th of, of humanity and, and heaven coming together in Jesus the Christ, that continues to happen in us, that incarnation, humanity, our humanity, and, and heaven come together in us. And we are the arms, as St. As Teresa of Avila says, we are the arms of Christ. He has no arms uh, or legs on earth but ours now. And we are co-creators with that. And so we must ask, we must seek, we must find, we must have that vision that sees need out there and then indeed asks. And God can work through us. Because isn't that what prayer is? It's not the vending machine mentality, but it says, okay, Lord, there's tremendous need in the world today. How do I open myself up that you may use me within that? Because we are God's the answer to, to God's own prayer and our prayer, right? On some level, not on a fullness. We is more than I. We is the church. And the church doesn't just mean um, this particular parish of which I'm a part. The church are the believing body in the, in the world today, all of us together. So my friends, if today you are struggling with your image of God and who God is, um, and and we're carrying today, we're falling more on that ledger of he is the destroyer of cities and worlds and, and um, people dropping dead. You know, remember, remember, God is, Jesus is the image of the invisible God. If we have seen Jesus, we have seen the Father. And who was Jesus to those in need? I mean, sin, by its very nature, we want to hide. We want to hide from God because of our shame, and we think we're going to be punished, because that's what we do, and we project this stuff onto God, not just as individuals, but as, a, as you know, our, our scriptures do that. They project onto God who we are and our smallness, but God is more than that. God is not us, thank God. How did Jesus treat sinners? That's how he treats us. How did he treat the lost and the lonely and those on the fringe? The only ones Jesus gave the dickens to were the ones who thought they knew God already and didn't need him. Those are the ones. He tells us time and time again, do not be afraid. If you want to heal your image of God, I invite you to just look and read some of these marvelous works. Henry Nouwen did a work before he died, of course. Well, that's, you know, an understatement. It certainly wasn't after he died. Uh, but years ago, entitled uh, The Return of the Prodigal Son, that he uh, just stares and, and dwells on Rembrandt's gorgeous picture of the prodigal son, The Return of the Prodigal. And he does an, a, a reflection on that where he takes each role, the son who went away, the son who stayed, and the, and the father, of course, who's the image of God. And uh, that's a wonderful work to look, to read. And, uh, and to look at Rembrandt's painting about who God is. And beyond that, uh, Rob Bell's book, Love Wins, an easy read, but, uh, but rethinks our image of God. The Linz, uh, it's a, a brother and sister group, L-I-N-N-S. The Linz wrote a book called Good Goats, Healing Our Image of God, another easy book to read. Uh, or Timothy Keller, The Prodigal God, any of those Help us heal our image of God and go back to them and back to them and back to them to the extent that you need to remember this is who God is. Or, or better yet, sit with Scripture and truly believe that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. And if we know how to give good gifts to our, our children, how much more does God? In fact, the last thing I'll say, look at your own prayer life. And look for those things throughout the years, not just in the last three months, six months, a year. Go back 10 years, five years, 20 years. What did you ask God for? And how did God answer those prayers? Because my bet, what you're going to find is, he answered them. Maybe not in ways you thought he would, but in ways that were even better than you thought. God is not distant. He's not absent. He's not an absent father, an absent parent. God loves us dearly and desires what is best for us even more than we do. May we remember that and may that work to heal our image of who God is. Let's pray. And so my friends, let us uh, bring our intentions before this loving God. Let us ask and seek and knock knowing that he desires uh, to open that door. So we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The fourth luminous mystery, the transfiguration of Christ. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, be well. Blessings to you, my love to you, and I look forward to us being back together one more time this week to break open God's word together.